Hello, welcome to the family of the podcast together. Mom, how are we going to start this one? I don't know. <laughs> I just had this thought when you were saying that. <laughs> you said, welcome to the family that podcast together. Yeah. Emily's a part of this family and she didn't really ask to be in a podcast. Nope. There's we no just choice. Threw her in here. To be fair, none of us asked to be in this family either. But we did ask to be in the podcast. We did, but uh-huh. just saying. You yeah. made her think about that. <laughs> <laughs> My mom ponders that question. <laughs> so, earlier this week, you told us that you have had a revelation. Is that the word you used? Epiphany. Epiphany. Yeah, I had a crisis moment last week. You want to describe the crisis first? Well, I was... Or do you want to describe the crisis? Well, I don't know what you want me to talk about. I don't... What was the crisis moment? I thought I was having a heart attack. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. So, I went through a few days where I didn't feel well. And during those few days, I, I was praying. And it made me realize I, ha- I had to come apart. When you were here that night, mm-hmm. I cried all the way home. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. I, I mean, I just bawled all the way home. Like I, And then I was trying to breathe so I would look decent enough to come inside. But I just realized that I believe that there's a God. I want to believe that there's a God. And... I don't want to live a life where there isn't one. If there isn't a God, I don't see a point in having a life. Because he is my hope. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the whole way home just crying to him saying, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live in the limbo or the confusion or the what if, what if kind of thing that we've been talking about. It's, it's exhausting and miserable. Mm-hmm. So after everybody left and we came upstairs, I just told Randy, I don't want to live a life where there's not a God. I don't think it's worth living and I don't want it. Mm-hmm. So that's my... Revelation. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, what's the implications of that? I don't know what you mean. What do you do with that information? I continue to pray. Yeah? Because that was a big thing for me anyway. Because that's who, who I am, what I do, just talk to God. And if there isn't one, then I don't have anybody to talk to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this, I mean, it was so relieving for me to decide that. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like, well, I don't have to change everything about myself. That's still okay. Mm-hmm. It's still who I am. And it's still who I want to be. Now, 
as far as my relationship with God, I'm okay. My relationship with God's people, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know where that takes me as far as church goes. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. Thoughts? It sounds like where you were before. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that sounds like the conversation you've been having for the past year. You, I mean, of us, you are the one with the faith that's been pretty unwavered. Okay, I just made a quicker turnaround, I guess. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I'm not shocked. You had a week. You had a week. You had a week. <laughs> You were you were one episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, before last week, what we were talking about with you was your what is your relationship with church? Yeah, like that's literally what we were talking about. Yeah, and that's what I mean by what's the implications of that? Like, I don't know. So what? How does this change? What does your life need to look like if that is true? I do not know. Nope. <laughs> you said it changed something in your mind, too, or something. What was that? What did I say? <laughs> it's what day of the week it is, really. Right? <laughs> um... When I had my come apart and crawled up in your lap. <laughs> it's been a busy week since then. <laughs> it has. It really has. We've had a lot happen. Um, yeah. I mean, my my pursuit right now, and I think I brought it up last time, is is who Jesus really is, and and I mean to use a biblical term is returning to the first love but I want to know better who that is um, so to me it's become a pursuit of him and if and if in that pursuit I deem that he is not who I thought he was or who Christianity says he is then that has some implications like just the exercising of faith in God now the weird thing is I finished a podcast today that a friend sent to me it was a sermon from a Presbyterian church and um, it's it's one of those like it was it was bad it was bad timing to listen to it today knowing what we was going to talk about tonight um, because because a lot of the stuff that he was covering I, I don't really want to go into it but um, yeah, I mean, it's just thinking through all of that. It was, I mean, well, the big thing he was talking about was, was idolatry and, um, he was going through social things and really it's Romans one. He didn't bring that up, but it's Romans one and just talking about what happens when you, when you exercise idolatry and he's talking about the American church and how that's really what it's all about is 
different idols of mm-hmm. whether it's nationalism or whether it's denominationalism, whether it's, you know, all of these different things that you get your focus on instead of God and instead of Christ. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's the hard part is, is renewing that relationship, but re-identifying that relationship because not him, not him, but, but his, I guess the, the, the hard part is, is my relationship with him had always been attached to my relationship with others. My relationship with others was a toxic relationship, not just on their part, but my part too, because I was in my relationship with them. It was filling a role and doing a job to where I wasn't a genuine person. I was not not trying to be disingenuous, but just in trying to fulfill the, of the obligation, I was stepping into that role. I was talking to a friend the other day. She's gone through some marriage things in the last few years, and and uh, and actually, she and she and her husband have gotten back together, are in therapy, and and trying to get things together, and and um, and I had just spurred that conversation to ask her, hey, how things are going, you know, and um, and that moved from there to, of course, us talking about you and me, and and just how how we've made it, like pure luck but um i was telling her you know we've we know that we are completely different we know that we you have strengths that i don't have i have strengths that you don't have and and we've learned just how work in that and use it for for the better for us and um but i was telling her it's like as far as even asking you asking her about her relationship was like that's not me i'm not that person because i'm the person that i don't really care unless Mm -hmm. you present me with a problem Mm -hmm. then i don't need to even talk about it i don't want you to bring it to me unless you want it fixed um but you know just i've learned from you of how to ask people with genuine concern wanting to hear their story not having to fix it and um and so we talked through all that, but like that in that, you know, I said, you know, that sounds funny as a guy that was a pastor for so long, but I was like, my role was to do that then. And I wasn't good at it, but, but my role was to listen to people talk about their lives and their stories. And I thought then to, to answer it, but my relationship with those people was not genuine. And so so anyways, in those relationships, I think my approach to Jesus was in the same way. Like he, my relationship to him was a role. Like I've got to be able to talk about this guy. I've got to be able to talk about what he did and who he is and, and all of that. But without really digging into who he really was. And so the, the guy that I said that I was in love with or worshipped, wasn't a real person it was a a a caricature that i had made up Mm -hmm. in the context of church and all of that and so the hard part is is going back into church itself 
to try to discover that. I'm afraid that I'm going to get the same picture of him. And I don't want that. I don't want that toxic relationship anymore, or that fake relationship. I think before my relationship with God was based on church because the work that we were doing in the church made me feel good about my relationship with God. Helping people made me feel good about my relationship with God. It wasn't that I was talking to him or spending time with him. It was all the stuff that I was doing. And I think that's why I've had this crisis all of a sudden is because I'm not doing those things. So how can I still be a follower? How can I still have a relationship when I'm not doing those things that my relationship was based on. And so that's why I can say I don't I don't really know. Um I mean we've been talking Randy and I have been talking about it and I think I think I will just start reading the Bible again and see what it says to me now. You know, because it, it says something different every time you read it. So, uh, an implication, I guess, is for me to start over. Mm -hmm. And build my own relationship, not dependent upon other people or things or duties or, you know roles that I thought I had to fill. Mm -hmm. One of my moments was, because I thought I was having a heart attack, a, a days long, like three days. And I thought, if I died right now, where we are in our journey with God, I think or thought that you guys would not believe in God anymore. <laughs> and it broke my heart to think that you guys would not have a hope anymore. I, I want to know. I want to know what your hope is. Like, What do you continue to live for? What What is your journey for? Do you understand what I'm asking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've had a conversation recently. No? No. Just waiting to see if Ethan has an answer. I don't know if I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't think I do. I think I'm in search of that right now. <clears throat> when I was in the doctor's office today, I heard uh, the my our doctor listens to Caleb on Fridays. It's his day, and the other doctors aren't there, mm -hmm. so he gets to choose the station. Oh. 
and he listens to Caleb. He says it makes his day better, you know, whatever. But a song came on, and it was um, Good, Good Father. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in there playing solitaire on my phone, and a song comes on, and I just I rolled my eyes. Oh, you're awful. <laughs> And then I then I start analyzing myself, like, why do I have this reaction? Why does this why does this make me feel this way? It's, and I don't really I mean, all I can say or what I think I understand is that I don't get any security or Feely goods from singing that song anymore. I used to sing that song and cry, mm-hmm. and now it just seems so surface. Like I'm, ex- I'm gonna sing that song because I'm expecting something from him, mm-hmm. and I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Sure. It just seems like something you do when you're desperate. But then, don't I sound desperate? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) That's where my head's been at lately is... It all feels trite. Yes. Like, I'm really good at spitting out the trite. (laughs) I'm full of it. I don't believe a word of it because the whole time I'm thinking that sounds so stupid. Like it's like it's the same as like mind over matter or you know people mm-hmm. who say things like that. Like I'm, I don't know. And then and that's why I roll my eyes when people say oh listen to Caleb it'll change your life. It'll make your mm-hmm. whole day better. You know because it just feels trite to me. Like it feels like an easy answer. An easy answer for real problems, which is what church has always felt like for me. And it, so, I spend a lot of time just watching people thinking, does that really work for you? Like, are you being honest when you say that works for you? And then I think I'm in the same place as what dad said, like, I don't know... I don't know if I believe it or if I, or if it's just what I grew up in, you know, like, it's like when I tell people I love Paducah and they say, well, have you ever lived anywhere else? You know, like, I'm like, do I actually believe it or just have I never had the opportunity to live not thinking that this is true mm-hmm. and I don't know how to live thinking that because I I don't know like it <laughs> it's weird yeah it is <laughs> it so is. I don't know how to figure out if it's true or not because I don't know how to remove it so it it does feel like like everything is intertwined in such a way that I don't know <clears throat> what the relationship is with ever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah God does not feel like a person. Jesus does not feel like a person. It just feels like an entity. 
and it all just feels like a show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That that's where I am right now. I don't need the show. I don't want the show. Don't like the show. Actually, I kind of hate the show. And that's why I struggle with going to church. Which part do you call the show? I got to clarify that. <laughs> I guess church. I mean, the whole... <laughs> the whole singing songs. Raising your hands. Yeah, you mean the ceremony of it. Is that like the ritual of what church is? I don't think so. I think, I mean, the conduct of the people. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem real. It just seems like something they feel like they're supposed to do. And I don't feel like that. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I need to start from scratch and to build this relationship I need to stay away from what it used to be to figure out what it needs to be now mm -hmm. <laughs> something coming so okay. is Fair. what is what you're wanting a like a small group? Right now I don't think I want any of it. Yeah. Right now I think I just need to start reading the Bible and maybe talk about it with Randy. I yeah, there you go. And you guys. He's not because, broken at all. <laughs> because I... <laughs> but we're broken together. <laughs> we became broken together. Absolutely. Yeah, you started broken together. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got more broken. Yeah, absolutely. You just got different We broken. never got fixed. You just got different broken. Right. I got fixed. <laughs> yeah. You, you did get fixed. I did get fixed. Anyway, <laughs> I think I get more clarity just talking with you guys. Mm -hmm. Because when we go to church, we don't talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And if not. I went to a small group, it's probably just going to be some... It's probably just going to be some people in a different place than me talking about a different part of life. Right. Right now, you're talking about four people who are in different places. <laughs> yep. No, we're pretty much all in the same place. No, we're not. We talk about it every two weeks. <laughs> um, we are not in the same spot. Let's categorize distance from Jesus. Yeah. So there's five of us in here, and we know that Emily's the closest. <laughs> <laughs> But I personally, you like, I do not feel like I am the person you should talk to. If you're wanting to start from scratch and find your way back. 
not feel like I am the person for you to talk to. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not looking for answers. Mm-hmm. From you. Mm-hmm. I just need somebody to bounce my thoughts off of, and what I'm experiencing, to make sure I'm not losing my mind in the process, or you know, to kind of con make concrete my experience. Help God your, th- or help you. I know what you're saying. And a sounding board. Yeah. A sounding board that's not going to shoot back the, the... Try. We had a conversation last night where somebody shot back with a the answer, the yes. scripted answer, and Ethan said, I'm not satisfied with that. I did. And then there was nothing more. You know, like, I don't want to be in a space with that either. No. Like, listen, help me clarify ask questions that help me clarify don't necessarily give me a solution because I probably won't be satisfied with it. Yeah. Don't don't give me the cliche answer that mm-hmm. I would have given you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need that. I found a quote the other day and I told my kids because we do a lot of in-class discussions and, and I told them we don't have debates, we have discussions and I consider the discussion successful if when you leave this room you can say, I thought about something I hadn't thought about before. Not, oh, I agree with that person now because they persuaded me. That's not what I want to happen. And that's the same thing. Like, I want to be able to say, yeah, I thought about something in a way I hadn't thought about or that had never crossed my mind before. Not, oh, yeah, that argument seems sound enough. I can go live by it. And sometimes you just need to say things out loud. Yeah. Because you can hear yourself saying it and then you're like, oh, okay, okay. That sounds stupid. <laughs> I hear that out loud. That sounds stupid. I don't want um, faith written by AI. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just taking everything it finds out there in a database somewhere and then assembles it to answer the question that you have based off of all of this stuff. I want truth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, what was I... Somebody was advertising, I think it was on the radio, they were advertising some, oh, it was, um, yeah, it was on the radio. Anyways, this, this author and whatever, and they were talking him up and all this stuff, and, and he comes out, and they play a, an excerpt of him speaking, and he's talking about Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which is, I know the plans for you, plans for, you know, hope in the future, and, and... And so the guy's talking about it, and he is using it in the context of it's a promise for everybody. Hmm. Which, okay, I get it. I get it that, like, yeah, man, that shows you a nature of God, that he is one who holds to his promises. My struggle is if somebody takes that and says, God said that to me, he knows the plan he has for me, and so he's going to make a future for me. It's like you can't, you cannot, you cannot do that because he was specifically talking about Israel. I know I sound like I'm on the spectrum when I say it that way, but it's like you take, take, think about it rightly. Take hope in the fact that when God does promise somebody something, he's going to hold to it. But do not grab that promise that belongs to a nation. 
mm-hmm. and make it for you because it's not true. Mm-hmm. And that stuff drives me bat crap crazy. And this guy was, an, and the, the, the biggest issue is this guy's being held up as a leader that is supposed to be instructing and guiding people into truth. And it's like, he's lying to you. Mm-hmm. He is sitting there lying to you to sell books. Mm-hmm. And that's infuriating. And that's the thing that I want somebody to be able to dick, to bring that out and go, listen, you know, here's what it means. Here's the hope you can find in that for yourself, but please don't hold that out as a promise for you because it was not God was not talking about or to you. He was talking about and to someone else. And AI would take that and go, here you go, we're going to say this promise, and people grab onto it and run with it. And I want to be able to have an ironclad, this is, this is a promise for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus' prayer you know, John 17 is an awesome thing because he's sitting there praying for those that will come along, those that were given to him. And this is the prayer that he says, I want you to keep them in your love. I want to keep them in your name. I want to keep them like you can look at that and go, okay, that's me. If I, if I'm a follower of his, that, that is for me. And I can hang on that. But the narrative of the Bible is purely people suck and God is faithful. Like, that's the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so grabbing the things that are specifically for you, but just the the definite, the, the definite truths is what I need. Um, and in studying the Bible, reading the Bible, and in trying to discover who Jesus is, which is going to be really interpreted through the Bible, um, deeming that truth even in that of who he is and what that means and how that plays out in everyday life and what that relationship looks like in everyday life, like re rediscovering that. You know how when you haven't met somebody, you only heard from somebody else about this person. Mm-hmm. So when you do actually meet them, you have already a preconceived idea of what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like I've had. Mm-hmm. So I want to discover this person on my own and just wipe out all that stuff that's been told to me. Yeah, That's what I feel like I'm doing. I think that's a good explanation of it. I think that's a better way to read the Bible. Like, it's full of promises. Most of them are not for me as a... Like an American, a white American in 2023. Like, it's it's not for me. But it does reveal who the author is. Like it, the promises that were made to other people, well, it tells me a little bit about what kind of person would make those promises in the first place. Um, and if all of that information in that book is was put there on purpose by that person, was combined in that way, you know, what does that tell me about that person? The arrangement of it, the information that was included... 
not like here are rules for me to live by here are promises for me to you know it's this is just reveal it's like a biography this is revealing a person to me mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that's why i think starting over we're in a different place we see things differently we pick things out differently so it's going to be different you know mm-hmm. like before when you're young before you know anything about english language you read a certain way but then when you learn to diagram a sentence you pick apart that sentence you know i think that's what it's going to be like is it's it's going to be different Emily and I have been <clears throat> listening to a podcast um, that we started last week called the Bama Podcast, B-E-M-A, um, and basically it's this guy, he grew up evangelical, um, but kind of went through a, a deconstruction period and wanted to find a better, I guess, perspective. Mm-hmm. On the Bible. And so he started studying, like... The Torah, basically. He started talking to rabbis and stuff like that. Yeah, but in a less... I'd say less traditional Jewish way. And more Mm -hmm. of a new age, like, Jewish way. So it's... The podcast is him going through the Bible from the start. um, But he talks about the context... Yeah, it's all it, it's all about discussing the events of the Bible from the time that it was written, essentially, like who it was written to and how they would have received the information in it. Um, so it's been really good. I mean, it started yeah. at Genesis 1, and we're just now, I mean, we've listened to it for over a week now, and we're just now in Genesis 9. So it's like taking it really slow story by story but and, it... and he talks about how he talks about eastern versus western a lot and he talks about how western people take it and how an eastern person would take it mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting yeah it's been it's been really good to put into context the perspective that people would have hearing these stories for the first time it's yeah. been um it it talks a lot about kind of what you just said the thoughts that they would have um, or how they would perceive the God that was presented to them in these stories. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's been a good, yeah. some, some podcasts are harder to follow than others. Some, I feel like he's grabbing at sh- like reaching for things, but it's been, it's been yeah. pretty good. And like, like the first episode he talks about creation. Um, and he talks about how, the way the Jews would look at it is um, the first thing God teaches you is rest. Um, because Oh, that's their identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, that that's what he talks about. He was like, it's yeah. such a, Sabbath is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's not to like Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, but what you have to think about is the first time people heard this was directly after they got out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And for the first thing for them to hear is take a break, mm-hmm. you know, cause he, the way he put it is they were living this life that was, um, 
like they were told their entire worth was how many bricks you could make. Yeah. And then the first thing of God's promise is take a rest. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like nothing. And so it's it's interesting because it's a lot of stuff like that. Like he talked, the last episode we listened to was Tower of Babel. And it was, it, he talks about it in ways that I've never heard. And it's. That'd be interesting. It's a good one. It's only on Apple. It's mm-hmm. not on Spotify. That's the podcast <laughs> yeah. I listened to today was Apple. So. Mm-hmm. But it's good. Because um, after last podcast, Emily and I went home. Um, and then the next day, we had a discussion about the discussion we had on the podcast. We were laughing that night like, Ethan's getting ready to have a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well Emily I mean Emily talked about it a little bit on the podcast was about how she felt like I wasn't taking steps which she wasn't wrong Um, so we started listening to the podcast because we talked to one of her friends who has also gone through deconstruction and stuff like that for suggestions Um, so she suggested the podcast and then in my guys group we're reading Mere Christianity right now. We're doing two chapters a week, which is... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I like it. Oh, it's uh, a great book. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's a little indie book, if you've heard of it. Um, yeah. Unknown author, you know. <laughs> it goes by the name Lewis. Clive. Clive. That's what I call him. Jack. <laughs> no, I call him Clive. Jack. Um... But so I'm getting that, like, because it's nice to have Lewis's take on it because it's such a broken down basis, you know. It's a very logical approach. Well, it's very we, logical, and I like that. We talked last night. Last night was the group. Well, yes, last night. Was, I, I went and talked with the boys because I didn't have anything better to do. Um, but, like, he, mere Christianity does not start with the gospel. It starts with basic morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody presents the gospel that way. Like, mm-hmm. like growing up in church, they just immediately start with Jesus. But if you have no basis of why right is right and why wrong is wrong, then what does Jesus even matter? Like, it's yeah. not important. You don't, like, there's no need for a savior if you don't understand what it is. And I, there are ways to explain morality and human nature to kids that they would understand. Like, mm-hmm. There's a basic behavior that we all know is right. And we know when something is wrong. And we know when we do wrong. And we feel bad when we do wrong, you know, for the most part. And nobody ever starts it that way. Like, we just jump right into the, Jesus died for you. And it's like, yeah, but why? Mm -hmm. And why do I need that? We start with, you're bad. Yes. yeah. But they never go any deeper than that. Because growing up. We we talked about last night, um, like I said, it it was always started with, aren't you afraid you're going to go to hell? And I said last night, it, what weight does that have if you don't believe in hell? Like, why does that matter at all? If you don't believe that there's a punishment, like if you don't believe that there's going to be a punishment yeah, for people. Yeah, that is not a, it is, it is a moot argument. <clears throat> but I think even like, I think y'all grew up with more of a hellfire brimstone than we did because we got that second wave of like, well, we want to be about grace, but then it felt 
it felt less meaningful because then it was Jesus loves you. And it's like, great. A lot of people do. Yeah. Why should I care? Like, why does it matter? Because there was no weight of morality behind it. Mm -hmm. So it's like one ditch to the other, Mm. you know, and, and he just starts right in on the, this is how people work. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we all know that there's a right, but none of us do it. Yeah. We all fail at it. Mm -hmm. In no context of religion whatsoever. We all know that there's a right because we know when people don't do it. And we know that we don't do it well. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times over the years I have heard people or had people ask, well, why do I need a savior? I'm a good person. Well, you were born with a sinful nature. I mean, that's the answer mm-hmm. that you give. You were born with a sinful nature and... But it's it's not enough. It just feels like a scripted answer, and then and then I'm like, yeah, but do you believe that? Uh huh. I don't. Yeah. But I like the logical argument. I of really like it, Lewis. Like that's yeah. he's good at that. He's a professor, you know. Well, and he wasn't a believer in the beginning, <laughs> right? So I got so many thoughts in my head. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, let me go with that one. Um, the problem. The problem. So, one, we did grow up with that. What The way they would put it is, I remember Brother Shelley would say, to get somebody saved, you got to get them unsaved first, mm-hmm. was his big, which was basically, you're a terrible person, you're going to hell. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's kind of the same concept of what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is if, and Lewis... Been, I need to go back through that book. It's been so long. Um, is if you if you start at a place of morality, the danger you have is you will try to move it as a it, you turn it into a movement of morality. Mm-hmm. That is where you get in trouble because I think is that's not what it is. The lack of the lack of morality and the realization that you you are not moral should should not make you strive to become moral. What what the Bible and Christianity says is you are immoral. You you your moral base is failing. And so, because of that, there is a separation. And you are in a certain standing with God because of that. And Jesus is what... Jesus is who fills that that chasm. Mm -hmm. And brings you into the right standing. Doesn't make you moral. No. And that's... The problem is, is church... Christianity then strives to be we are moral people. And that's the danger that you get into was when it becomes that. Mm-hmm. And um and then even your morality becomes an an idol over Jesus, you know? And and that's the struggle that you get into and that's the struggle that 
I can only speak for Western, but you know, you have your conservative bunch that tries to make society moral like the conservative bunch is moral, and then the the message gets skewed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Paul. You know, he was like, I die daily, uh, and and he preaches the cross to himself daily because he understands that he is forever on this planet an immoral being. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the struggle is because we that we see the people who I'm trying to be careful not to say that or we see how how the Christians that are close to us, that we're around, how they look down on other people. And the gospel levels everything. The gospel puts everybody in the same place, in a place of desperation. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're in the pulpit or in a pit, mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't matter that everybody is on that level playing field. And, and when it comes to morality, we're all on that same playing field. I mean, to be, you know, to be as a pedophile is no worse than a pastor. Like, as shocking as that is, mm-hmm. but the gospel says your 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 morality is all the same, mm-hmm. and that's that's the struggle that you get into. Well, and that's not. I don't think that at any point that argument that he's building is. There is a morality that you can attain. Yeah, it's no. that no, like no, no, he, no, 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 no. Yeah, not. it's that there is a right, and none of us are good at it. Yeah, there, and it, he's making the argument that there has to be an ultimate right in order for us to recognize that other people are wrong. Like, because he's talking in the context of World War II, he's talking about Nazis. Yeah, right. So he's saying, well, we have to know that there's an ultimate right if we believe that the Nazis are ultimately wrong because mm-hmm. there's something we agree on that they're missing. Mm-hmm. I just, I think... It's the worldview argument. And yeah, the, I think yeah. what what's... Like, like, it's hard to find a balance between you're terrible and here's all the things you're doing wrong and you better grab onto God or you're going to fall into the hellfires mm-hmm. or God's grace is so good and His mercies are new and you're loved and you're cherished and you're adored and you're the beloved creation and it's okay. He loves you anyway. Like, so then it's like the stakes are gone. So it's either the stakes are too much, like it's too much focused on you're terrible or it's too much focused on, but you're loved. There's no like, the stakes are real. How like, (laughs) I don't, how do you get somebody from, from that? Like, Initial, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I am not a perfectly moral person to, there is a God to, like it, when I try to step out of what I've grown up in, it seems like such a huge leap. (laughs) Like, how does someone go from not believing any of it or even not knowing about any of it to, yeah, you know, (laughs) like it. Well, you dive into it. what happens is people dive into the culture. Yeah, I mean, it really, they really do. They just dive into the culture. It's like now I'm a 
grunge fan, so I'm going to start looking a certain way. You know, right. emo came around, so now I'm going to be weepy and dressed in black all the time. <laughs> and like that's unfortunately that's what happens. Yeah. And and then the people in the church go, "Ooh, look at this person. They're a success story. A week ago they were this, and now look mm-hmm. at them." And it's like, no. Like there's still there's no there's no time for for use a holy word sanctification the growth there's no it it like it's not going to happen overnight mm-hmm. I mean again you look at like you look at Peter walking with Jesus every day for three years and Paul had to get up in his face for mm-hmm. being a racist um, Judas yeah but I mean it. And, and that was a three-year every day with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, it's it's still, you just got to, I don't know. Well, and that, I think that's where my brain is because I was born into a culture. I don't know that I ever experienced actual sanctification. I just feel like I got better at putting on a show. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that I was discipled as much as I was just trained to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to, yeah. to perform a certain way. It doesn't feel like, and this is what, like I come back to every time, like I don't know who I am apart from that. Yeah. Because I was trained to live that way. So I don't know what's belief and what's just training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, me it's similar um like i'm going through you know the podcast and the book and i'm hoping that especially with the book that it eventually leads me into a place where i feel like i can build like an emotional relationship but the training with me is i i was I feel like I was trying to say the right things without actually knowing, you know, like, like you said earlier, you don't feel like Jesus is a person. It feels like an entity mm-hmm. and that's how I feel. And I want to find that person. Um, and that's why like prayer has felt weird to me lately because mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm afraid that in prayer I'm, I'm saying things because I've heard other people say it because I know that it sounds right because it, you know. Yeah, I, I was praying out loud the other day. Praying for a specific person in the room. And I was catching myself of, I'm not praying because I think I'm talking to God. I'm saying words that I think you'll find as a comfort. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. the person I'm praying for, I'm saying things that I hope make you feel better. Yep. I'm not praying, I'm not asking for anything from somebody. I'm just trying to give you platitudes mm-hmm. in a religious format. I want I want you to feel better. Yeah. I'm loving I'm loving you. Yeah. And here's what I think you want to hear. Yeah. And that's what I feel about worship songs. For the most part. They're just things to make you feel better. So, here's what this guy said today. One thing he said. He was, again, 
he was in basically Romans 1. He never said it, but that's what he was going through. And Romans 1 starts off, and it talks about idolatry. He And then it moves into this outflow of because they were idolatrous, God turned them over to themselves, and in turning them over to themselves, they became these people. He's like, okay, if you want a different God, then fine. You become your own God, chase your own desires. Mm-hmm. And... And um, he was talking about worship, and he said he essentially described worship as us, as us declaring God as our idol. He didn't put it that way, but I mean that's what he's saying is it's forcing us to say, "You are God," mm-hmm. and and reminding us because we are prone to wander. You know, yeah. we are we are going to go after something to idolize besides him. And he said, it's your way of counteracting that and counter reminding yourself. And I was like, okay, I get that. I get that. That's, that's a, that's a good way of thinking about it. And so those people, I'm, I'm really not, I mean, I, I struggle with it in myself more than I do somebody else. Because people just have their expressions of things. And if in that, so thinking in that vein, if in that moment, even if it is a conditioned thing for you to raise your hands, but you know what, in this moment, that's going to help me think about him more and and remind myself more, remind my arms, remind my hands, remind my body, whatever. Like, is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking out of both ends. I know. I know yeah, exactly that's, where that's I... That's what I feel like I about myself. <laughs> I feel like I just talk in circles all the <laughs> I feel like I never make sense. One day it's one thing and another day it's something else. It's... This is like... It makes me feel like a terrible person because... I have all of these issues, like all of these struggles, yet... Someone can ask a question, and I can give them an answer, and they will walk out of that room thinking, my faith is strengthened. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good at that. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I, I'm, I'm not anymore. I'm I, not I anymore know. Because... I've, tried, I've, I've been working on not doing that. <laughs> I won't. I really won't. I won't. Because I feel so strongly, I do feel so strongly about, like, the Jeremiah 29, 11 thing. Yeah. I'm not giving you that. I'm yeah. not going to do it to you because I feel like, I mean, one of the things that that I've thought my whole life is, or not, in my pastoral life was, was it says that, that those that are teachers will be held to a higher standard. And, yeah. and, and, and if you teach the, chi- you know, teach the children falsehoods, you're better off to have a brick tied around your neck thrown in a river. Yeah. And I don't, and, I don't think, I'm not saying in a like. Here's the truth. Live by it. I I ask questions. Yeah. You know, I will. I can frame questions in a way that can lead to a hopeful answer. But I don't believe that hopeful answer. Like I don't. I know that the questions I'm asking, I am not coming to the same conclusion you are. So it's. I don't know. Like I just feel really conflicted because. I can frame my struggles in a way that you will walk away with a hopeful resolution. And I walk away, and I still don't feel like it was answered. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's I struggle because my questions, someone else feels satisfied with it, and I don't. Like, I don't feel satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. I just don't engage in those conversations much. <laughs> I've I really don't. Recently, <laughs> I've been just if if I feel like that's the only answer I can give, I just won't say anything. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't because I will I will go down that trail that my brain is on because I just can't not go down that trail, and I know that most people. I can tell by the question you can qualify the question they ask, and go. I know where you're not ready to go. And that's no. exactly where I'm at because I do not want to screw you up. Yeah. And, and, I, <laughs> Some people need the cliche answer. No. I'm not Some people I'm not going to do it. I don't want to give it. No. Some people need it. And well, I don't think I even have answers. I just, I feel like I throw questions out. I will. I will guide a question. Yeah, like, like I can guide a question, yeah. and I like I do that with my students at school. Like I'll ask them guided questions to watch them come to a conclusion, and I've never given them an answer. They've come to a conclusion based on questions that I've asked, and I don't like. I want. I want you to struggle more. Like I want you to struggle as much as I'm struggling, but you don't. Like you, and that it's. I mean, it's you've got a faith that I don't have. It's frustrating. <laughs> that you used yeah. to have. I don't know. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, that's yeah. how I feel when I'm in church. Like I used to feel like you. Mm-hmm. Why don't I feel like that anymore? Why do you still feel like that? But I don't. What has happened? Which one of us is broken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of us too is. Can't. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming I am. And <laughs> yeah. and that's my assumption. I cannot tell you where I am or what I'm thinking about you. Because you would think I was a terrible, backslidden, <laughs> heathen, going to the gates of hell. Would that be wrong? I mean. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yep. That's, yeah. So many thoughts. And if, if I said any of, if, if we said any of these things to our parents, do you know what we'd get? <laughs> yeah. So how what, can you question God? What would we get? See, how can you question? It's what you get for reading books. You don't have no faith. But that's why, like you saying, I used to have that faith. I don't think is right. Because I don't think it's that I used to have that faith. I think it's that I'm finally allowing myself to ask these questions. Yeah. Uh, to pursue it. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, it's, to. I don't feel like it's like I'm no longer hiding it from myself and other people. I'm not immediately shoving it under the rug. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's not there. <laughs> yeah. Instead of. Immediately being like, no, I can't even think those thoughts. I'm like, okay, let's chase this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, if somebody listened to two podcasts ago and then listened to this one and skipped, like, the conversation we had, or was it even the last? No, it was two two ago, right? The 
like I feel like I've even made a transition in the way that I'm talking more less questioning than I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I am. I'm just asking different questions. But I'm here's I mean, some of the things that did happen is I have spent a ton of time actually listening to the other side in the last few weeks. I've listened to a ton of debates f- from like Christopher Hitchens and and uh, just other people who completely deny the existence of God. The last one I listened to was was Hitchens and a guy who wrote a book discrediting the Bible, well, the one that wrote Jesus Interrupted that uh, Rhett and Link was talking about, the one that... Mm-hmm. So, he, so Hitchens, I think it was Hitchens, he doesn't believe... I don't think it was Hitchens, it was somebody. Anyways, he doesn't believe that Jesus even exists at all. Like, he, even as a historical figure, he doesn't believe that he even existed. Uh, hmm. The guy who wrote Jesus Interrupted believes that he existed and believes all these narratives are about him, but he doesn't believe that he's the Son of God. He right. doesn't believe in the deity of Christ. He believes in the personhood of Christ. So the whole, But the whole debate was framed around that he's not God. But, um, of course, it really, the, the, the guy that didn't believe he even existed, it really threw his rhythm off because he's used to debating people who are like, well, he's God. You know, like that guy would come against uh, the other author, and he's like, listen, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do all those things. Like, so you need a better argument. But yeah. uh, the more I listen to those guys, the more I'm kind of like what you was talking about with that podcast. Like, you're really stretching to find this. Like, you, I wonder what your vested interest is that you're trying so hard to make him not exist. And then one of my listen to was Jordan Peterson with this uh, Muslim cleric. And I mean, the Muslim himself was like, we believe, we totally believe all the things that are said about Jesus, who he is. Like, he was a prophet, and he did miracles. We just don't believe he's the final prophet. There was another prophet after him. And, mm-hmm. but, uh, he's like, you can't question who this person was and that he existed. And now the whole son of God and the sacrifice and all of that, they have a, they have an issue yeah. there of like, why would you need that? But, um, so that's, I am firmly in this place now that I do believe there is a creator and I, there's something with this Jesus guy and, and I'm leaning more and more all the time of, of Jesus has got to be, there's something. And so like, how's that all playing out? And I'm willing to chase that and, and to, again, more, more firmly identify who that is and, So. So. So I watch Vikings Valhalla. <laughs> it's my show right now. Okay. Same oh my thing. Gosh, mom is going <laughs> Norse. <laughs> okay, so they're in this war or battle, whatever. One group are Christians. They believe in God. And the other group believes in the gods yeah. that they've always worshipped. Mm-hmm. Okay? What I struggle to see is the difference. Like, 
why is it viewed to be so different? Maybe they're worshiping the same God and they just call him different things or see him in different ways. Because they both do kind of the same things and they both worship in similar ways. What same things do they do? Um, like trying to take over lands and all that stuff? Well, I mean, yeah, but they pray at altars and, you know, make sacrifices and, you know. But, I mean, there are so many very big parts of those ideas that are very different. Like, but, but if your ideas are different, but be your behavior's the same. Okay. Is that what you're saying? I I don't know really. Their morality was the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. They thanked different gods when they pillaged land successfully. <laughs> That... Like, we got all the golden women. Thank you, Odin, or thank you, God. We're going to make crosses. We're going to make... <laughs> Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Norse mythology God. They're both praying to somebody. Trident. Yeah. They're like, both praying to somebody for their success. Believing yeah, that they're going to get it. The Norse religion is not about salvation. Mm. Mm. It's about being the best warrior you can so that you go to Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is is be the best Christian you can be, so you can go to heaven. Yeah, (laughs) so you can get a crown and a room in that mansion or a whole mansion, depending on who you talk to. (laughs) It's a big, big house. Lots and lots of room. Play football. (laughs) Um. I'm gonna eat lots and lots of food. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying that. Everything we've been fed, a lot of it seems like when you're a Christian, everything else is terribly wrong and satanic. <laughs> a lot of it seems the same. So I think well, I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on this, like, they're gods versus God, that whole concept. I think you have to think about, like, the nature of the Christian God versus those gods. Like... The Christian God's character is completely different in the fact that he says, I will make my covenant with you. I will do this to you. I will come to you. And all of those other gods are saying, you have to come to me sort of thing. So they are like, I think that is a big difference in there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The attaining thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and the worshiping and the praising of the gods, I think might look the same on the outside but is different in the nature of it you know like yeah worshiping to try to get closer to you to appease you versus worshiping to try to get closer to you because i want the relationship with you sort of thing 
or that you want the relationship with me. Yeah. And I'm responding to. Uh huh. I'm responding to that in adoration. Not just because I'm trying to appease you, sort of thing. I think the Vikings are an extreme example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? A TV show? But I think therein lies the crux of the conflict that we have of. Yes, you say you are pursuing this relationship with this God who has this character, but if you leave that building and act the same way I do and I didn't go to that building, what are the implications? <laughs> you know, That's the morality That's, thing. I, I know. About. Like that, those are the implications. But, yeah. but even within the gospel, there's the belief that if you... If you Center your whole life around... You become a new creation. Yeah, this person of mercy and grace, you should be showing those things. I I think then it all goes back to what you said at the very beginning, where is your hope? You know, like... Yes, we. I leave the building and I'm a good person and you leave the building and you're a good person, but I have this belief in one thing. Your hope is in your ability to be good. I don't, but I don't even mean be good. And I'm not trying to be argumentative. No, I'm just, no. like I don't even mean be good. I mean who you like, and it's it's where I've always felt fake is is I feel like there should be a fundamental shift in the kind of person you are mm-hmm. if the faith is real. Mm. And I don't I don't know like I I can't <laughs> I I get what you're saying I. I can't understand going from not a Christian to a Christian and being the same the next day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it it sounds like I'm talking about behavior, and that's not what I mean. I mean, I know a lot of people. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people who profess these things, and they're inherently jerks. <laughs> like, yeah. Like their heart is not good. Yeah. You know, like it's not even the behavior. It's like you are just mean. <laughs> so the person I'm going to probably see tomorrow. Yeah. That I don't want to see. <laughs> like everything we're talking about, as far as this is a person who has made this claim of a relationship salvation, however you want to word that. And there's a lot of jerkness there. And is my, one of my big excuses for PTSD and all this stuff. And the struggle I'm putting myself in by even what I'm saying is I've got to look at that person and say, I am looking at that morality. Yeah. And putting a value on it and causing me to question him because of them. Yeah. Are you following me? I don't like it. I don't want to say it out loud, but but it's one of those things that has been laying in my my heart for quite some time. But I'm going to argue with God about it until I don't have any energy left to argue and he breaks my hip and makes me take it. But and I know maybe maybe you could write that down on paper. Why? And let me read it again. 
<laughs> because, 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 in a way, in a way, that is freeing. Because you can't, you can't doubt him because of them. Yes. I mean, you can. You can. And we do. Yeah. But it's not fair. It's not right. And we have been. I, yeah. I mean, I, I just, can, I just want to say, I just, my argument is, dang it. don't tell me I have to love them. That's exactly what he said. That's, I know. That's <laughs> that's Why can't, I it multiple times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why can't I just love you? I won't be mean to them. I won't be mean to them. If, if you love me, you will love my disciples. I know. And this is my issue. <laughs> Okay, so, and I'm, like, I'm not bringing up this question. I'm not trying to blame other people. I'm speaking of my own self. Like, for a long time, I professed to have this relationship, and I was very much living a fake it till you make it. And there are people like that person that I'm like, you are acting like you love me, and I know you're faking it till you make it. So it wasn't a real character change. It's just you've decided this is one of those morality rules you have to follow, so you're going to make it look like you're doing it. You're going to make it look like you love everybody. And you're going to go home and spew. Which is what we do. (laughs) It's what I do. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. I I don't know if you've heard, we have this podcast. (laughs) I know. Yeah, we've got it recorded. I mean, like, there's people that I'm afraid they're going to listen to this sometime because then I'm going to have to live up to this crap. And, you know. I just want to be in a room with God. That's all I want. <laughs> you would just be dead. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Hey, at, at that point, I don't think you're going to be like, ha, gotcha. <laughs> it's just another layer of me looking at people and wondering, do you actually believe this? Or are you also faking it till you make it? Like, why? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's... I yeah, know. I know. It's it's Be, because it's so church and Christianity, and it's so inherent to where we live that it's just what you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't know how to separate those things. If you went to, <laughs> if you went to some <sighs> place where there's just a tribe of people, and they've they just live where they live, believe what they believe, and you said you need Jesus. What would they say? I mean, how would you convince them? There's lots of missionaries that do that. I know. <laughs> but those missionaries That's a whole tell them false information. That's a whole different case. I don't know. Maybe you don't not. know that. You're making assumptions. You are. I'm You're, making a blanket a, statement, which is are. fair. It's a and I know I'm not being fair. I'm glad we I'm agree just, on this. I'm just saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're still screwed. So. Because yeah. I well, think... I think I, Okay. I feel like I'm past the point of, like, I don't care about other people. Like, and they're, like, I'm I'm not blaming it on anyone in our past, and I don't, 
Like, I'm not basing what I think off of what I see around me with other people. Like, I'm past that. I don't think I'm blaming as much as I'm using them as justification for myself. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. Like, it's me being an a-hole, and I'm just using them for an excuse to be an a-hole. I'm just being whiny. I'm being whiny, and that's... I'm just at a point... I think I've worked through my issues with church as an organization. Yeah. And I have come to the conclusion... I do. I do. Like, I've come to the conclusion... I heard the sigh to my right. ...of... There are people who do it well. Mm -hmm. There are people who do it in a healthy way. There are people that I believe are genuine in their beliefs and are actively striving to live according to that way. I I have seen that, and Mm -hmm. I believe there are authentic believers who are not trying to be power-hungry, bitter, whatever. I, I, I believe that. And I've worked through that enough to recognize, okay, it can be done well. Now my problem is... Is this where I need to be to get to where I want to be? Like, is this where I need to be to clarify what I actually believe? Probably not. <laughs> there you go. There's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I'm just going to start over and hopefully... <laughs> get some answers i think (laughs) on my side of it i i've also i also feel like i've worked through my problems with the church i don't think you know i've accepted people are people and all that um but i don't i'm not figuring out is this the place that i need to be in because i know how my brain works and i know that if i am not in a place like that i won't do anything yeah that's true you're not the only one that way. People are that way. Yeah. That's just people. I know, but I'm that's that's where I'm at. I'm not I'm just a f- I need that to keep me you know focused. Yeah. I'm just afraid of falling right back into the same behavior pattern. Yeah. Of 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago is so long. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so short. And that is why. Yeah. I mean, so you're, it sounds like your thing is working with, through yourself. Yeah. Miss, I just quit therapy. I did. <laughs> did you know this? <laughs> I didn't know this. It's okay. It was like two days ago. Well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you won't get any complaints from Dad. Nope. Who doesn't go? I went because I was avoiding myself, and I needed someone to help me not help me stop avoiding myself. <laughs> I was hiding from myself. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got some good jacked up friends that I just throw stuff out to, and they tell me I'm being stupid, and yeah, it usually works out pretty good. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna wrap it up. I think next we all have to talk about steps like what it, what is our next thing I think I've already done that well she's done that yeah I guess so yeah so what's You're your next step yeah what's I'm your next podcast step? And so you've already and talked about it too hopeful. so yeah. Alexia what's your next step I don't know <laughs> Emily we know you're perfect 
So, what does a perfect person do next? She um, finds a new family to marry into. <laughs> You're headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in that case, <laughs> her next steps are away yeah. from us. <laughs> so, as I, as I was thinking about what I was saying about that person that I don't want to see tomorrow, I'm not going to talk to them. But, anyway, <laughs> that's because I love them. I'm telling you, I'm making eye contact, I'm waving. Nope. Waving, uh, waving them over. <laughs> no, that won't happen. Um, but. No matter where I come out on the Jesus thing, um, I do believe there's a God. I believe he is a creator. I'm open to how that played out. Um, but there's something special about the human race. What I know of the Bible, it tells us that it's because we were created in his image, all of us. So, even without Jesus, that does tell us that there is something special about all of create, all of people, all of mankind, even though people suck. And so, even no matter where it ends up with Jesus, that still should be something that would cause us to love people, love God, you know, or vice versa. But, I don't know, I just got that rolling in my head right now, but. Right now, I'm going to work on loving God. <laughs> and when I learn to love God, maybe the loving people will just, you know, happen. Come, come back and, yeah, you know, just that. That's that's man. That's the hope here. <laughs> man. All right. That it? We done? We're all just nodding at yeah, each other. Yeah, we're all just so. nodding, closed lips. <laughs> we need to be done. All right. Okay. Next time. Till next time.